Welcome to Sulphur Springs Baptist Church Sermon Audio. For more information, please visit our website at sulphurspringsbc.com. Thank you, ladies. And certainly he does know all about us. Every tear we shed, every laugh that we have, everything that we do, he knows what's going on in our lives. And we're so glad that he does. And we're glad to be here this morning. Glad you're listening in by whatever means you may be listening. We are thankful and we praise the Lord. Uh, The weather might be a little bit uncooperative, but we always know that Holy Spirit's with us. He's going to guide us and direct us. But we want to finish a message we started last week. When light and darkness collide in Matthew 14, verses 1 through 12, we know that we have a lot of problems today, and a lot of those problems are caused by Satan himself, even using people to do that. If you have your Bibles and would like to read with us Matthew 14, verses 1, <clears throat> excuse me, 1 through 12, the Bible says, At that time Herod the Tetrarch heard of the fame of Jesus. And said unto his servants, This is John the Baptist. He is risen from the dead, and therefore mighty works do show forth themselves in him. For Herod had laid hold on John, and bound him, and put him in prison for Herodias' sake, his brother Philip's wife. For John said unto him, It is not lawful for thee to have her. And when he would have put him to death, he feared the multitude, because they counted him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday was kept, the daughter of Herodias danced before them, excuse me, and pleased Herod. Whereupon he promised with an oath to give her whatever she would ask. And she being before instructed of her mother said, give me here John Baptist's head in a charger. And the king was sorry. Nevertheless, for the oath's sake, and them which sat with him at meat, he commanded it to be given her. And he sent and beheaded John in the prison. And his head was brought in a charger and given to the damsel, and she brought it to her mother. And his disciples came and took up the body and buried it and went and told Jesus. Father, thank you for this scripture. Thank you, Lord, that there will be times of light and darkness colliding with one another. Even in people's lives, it will be so. But Lord, we pray that you'll just bless the day in this service. Bless those that might be listening from outside the church walls. Lord, speak to their hearts, and we know that you can. And Father, help us to come to the light. Because the light is everlasting. Because the Bible says you are the light of the world. But we also know that darkness is everlasting. Because that's where all lost people will go one of these days. According to the scripture. Lord we pray your spirit would speak to all of us. Help us to know your love. Your grace, your mercy, and your truth. For we ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. 
When light and darkness collide, we began this message last week, and we see in the first point that there's a struggle between darkness and light, and that came about in the Garden of Eden. When Satan didn't like what Jesus Christ had created and the man and the woman there in the garden, Jesus walked with Adam and Eve, but Satan came along and began to speak to Eve. You know that's not right. You'll just begin to live when you partake of that fruit. And we see what happened. Darkness settled in. The second point is we see as we look at John and Herod, purity of heaven and the conflict with evil. If you live a Christian life today, there will be that conflict with evil. There will be that conflict, maybe not with Satan himself, but with evilness that's going on in the world. That conflict will always be there until we're raptured out and will be in heaven for eternity. The third point we brought last week is the man of God and the ambassador of Satan. I want to ask you a question today. Are you a man of God, a woman of God, or are you listening to Satan and will be his ambassador? You're going to have to make that choice one day or another. I hope that it doesn't come to the point that where something happens in your life and because of that particular thing happening, you call out. I hope that you recognize your sin and your waywardness and your darkness that you're living in and the Holy Spirit convicts you and brings you to the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ that you'll call out to him before it's everlasting too late. Our fourth point this morning as we start is pleased with a passing show. Verse 6, but when Herod's birthday was kept, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod. Herod. Now, isn't that what's going on in the world today? Either through human or uh, movies or whatever it may be, the world is trying to dance before everybody so that they can please everybody and all the evilness in the world would be spread around. That's Satan's objective, is to get people's eyes off of the Lord Jesus Christ and look at the world dancing before us, especially the church, getting people's mind carried away with something else instead of looking at the Word of God, following the Word of God, and doing what the Lord Jesus Christ wants us to do. But in Herod's case, the distance of hearing John gladly and grasping sin is very short. In Mark chapter 6, now I want you to look at this. How Herod changed in just a moment. Verse 20, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man and unholy, and observed him. And when he heard him, he did many things and heard him gladly. But just as soon as Herod's daughter danced, look what happened. He forgot all about that gladness that he had. 
Herodias said, I want his head. And Herod complied. What a short distance it is in between there. One moment he's glad and the next moment he's swinging the axe. Now isn't that what Satan can do for anybody? When we forget the Lord Jesus Christ and his love and his word and we begin to look at other things out there that causes our mind to get off the word of God and off the Lord Jesus Christ, how easy it is to step into that darkness and for just a moment forget about the gladness that Jesus Christ brings. The Bible says he gladly heard the word. No doubt, John the preacher was preaching a message that touched his heart and helped him to realize his lostness. But he gladly heard the word. Not only did he hear, but he observed the preacher. Not only the preacher, but each one of you Christians. People are watching. They're wanting to know how you're going to react in a situation. But not only that, Herod knew that John was a just man. You remember what Herod or John told Herod? You can't have her. It's against the law. That didn't set in too well. For you see what Herodias did. She planned it. But one little hasty rash act and a few words, Satan gained the victory in Herod's life. That's exactly what will happen to us today if we're not careful. You remember Joseph in the Old Testament? How he was tempted? But when he was alone with the master's wife and she began to tempt him, he just simply ran out of his coat, out the door, and got away. Joseph wanted to remain pure. And folks, I hope that is our goal today to remain pure in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. But one little hasty rash act and a few words and Satan, Satan will gain the victory even in our lives if we are not careful. You remember Judas? 30 pieces of silver. That's all it took. You remember David? One little moment looking over the guardrail. You remember Samson? One little word. Just cut it. He lost his life because of that. And one that's a little closer to us today, do you remember the ship Titanic? Unsinkable. How they flaunted that ship that it would never sink. And on the first voyage, it hit that iceberg. And you know what sunk that ship? It was supposed to have been watertight, airtight. 
up overhead in the ceiling. They did not close the ceiling walls off. And when the water began to come in, it just kept getting lower and the water kept getting higher and going over those walls and sunk that unsinkable ship. Folks, we may think that we're unsinkable. Nothing can get a hold of us. But let me tell you, Satan is powerful and he'll use anything in the world to get to your life and your witness and your Christianity to sink you if he possibly can. Oh, the unsinkable became sinkable. That can happen in our lives today. But the next thing we want to see, surrendering his dignity. Look at verse 9. And the king was sorry. Stop there just a minute. Go over, back over to Mark chapter 6, verse 26. And I want you to look at something here. I really had never seen this before until I got to studying this. And the king was exceeding sorry. But yet for the off's sake and for the sakes which of those which sat with him, he would not say no. Pride killed Herod. Pride will kill us. Now all those folks that were sitting out there at that dinner, whatever they served, however they were sitting, I don't know. Most of them were reclining and sitting around the table. <clears throat> but for the oath's sake, he didn't want to be called a liar. He didn't want for people to say, well, he's going to change his mind. We can't trust him. But for the oath's sake, John the Baptist was beheaded. Oh, my. The God of pleasure so long had danced before Herod's eyes. Let me give you another illustration. You remember Lot? Abraham's nephew? They were getting a large household. And God had told Abraham, I'm going to give all this to you. But Lot went with him. And so they began having trouble with their herds, their herdsmen, and enough grass for all the cattle and the sheep and so forth. But look what Abraham did. Now, how many of us would be like Abraham? Lot, <laughs> look any way you want to look, north, south, east, or west. You make the first choice. You go north, I'll go south. You go east, I'll go west. You make the first choice. And it's yours. Lot looked out over the plains there and he saw the Jordan River and I mean all of the grass and everything for the cattle and the sheep. And he said, I'm going that way. <laughs> That's mine. And so he left. But look at the steps in Lot's, in Lot's life. Sin first interest him. 
Man, look out there. Look what's going on. Man, I could build an empire here with all this grass, with all the cattle, with all the sheep. Man, I'll have it made. But sin first interests him, and that's exactly what will happen to us today. When we begin to look, man, don't that look fun? Man, don't that taste good? But you remember Lynn Bice, the Maryland basketball player? Graduated from college, going to play pro ball, but took one little marijuana cigarette, and it killed him. Right there on the spot. One little draw. But sin first interests people, and then it excites them. Yeah, Lot was camped way out there. Then he moved his camp to a little bit closer to town to where he could see what was going on and wasn't going to take him long to get to where he needed to go. It excites him, and that's the way it does people. The devil's got it all planned out. Bring that excitement out there. Touch people's heart with that excitement. Bring them a little bit closer to the main fire. Let them get warmed up. And then it captivates them. Where did Lot end up? In a government position at the judgment seat. Man, he joins right in. But what happened to Lot? Well, two angels came to visit one day. Lot, you got to get out of here. God's going to destroy all of this. He's tired of the sin. Get your family and get out. I think the Bible says that he, he tried to get people to get out. But they wouldn't go. They were having too much fun. Man, they were living it up. And the angels finally grabbed hold of their hands and said, we got to go. God is going to work. So he got his two daughters and his wife. But his wife was so engrossed in the sin and in the city that when she got up on the hill, the angel said, don't look back because judgment will surely come. And that's what God is trying to teach us from his word. Don't look back where you came from, where God brought you out of. There's nothing back there fit to go back for. When you start for the Lord Jesus Christ, you keep going and your head in a forward position. But Lot's wife, and instantly she was turned into a pillar of salt. Salt's good for flavoring, but it also stings on a cut. Oh, sin will interest, it will excite, and it will captivate people. The God of this world has blinded so many eyes, and their minds soon follow. That's why we need a loving relationship with a holy and a righteous Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, to keep our eyes in a forward position 
I don't believe anybody in here has ever plowed with a mule or a horse, but when we would put the bridle on, it would have blinders on it. So that horse, the mule, only looked down the aisle. Oh, if God could just put blinders on our eyes today. But he has right here with the word of God, the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit to keep us from looking, to keep us from moving a little closer, to keep us from settling in with sin. God has taken care of all of that if we would just listen. The God of this world has blinded so many eyes and their minds soon follow. And the last thing this morning, driven by compulsion, look at verses 7 and 8. Whereupon he promised with an oath to give her whatsoever she would ask. And she, being before instructed of her mother, said, Give me here John Baptist's head and a charger. I don't know what Herod did, but I imagine he was rather startled. What kind of request is that? You want the head of John the Baptist? Yes, sir. My mother don't like him. And she requested of me to say that to you. And John, you remember in Mark chapter 6, he was exceeding sorry. What a stupid statement he made. Ask whatever you will, even to the half of the kingdom. Doesn't matter, I can do it. He wasn't expecting a request like this. No doubt John, well the Bible says, he listened to John. Would Herod have gotten saved afterward? I have no idea. But because of his pride, he didn't want his guests that were out there around that table to say, well, what kind of leader do we have? Changing his mind over a little damsel who said just a few words and danced a horrible dance. What stupidity from a man in a leadership position. Ask what you will, even to the half of my kingdom. He had sold himself. Now he is the slave of another. Herodias and her daughter purchased Herod's dignity. Sold himself because of a little bit of excitement from a little girl 
who danced. And it cost John his head. How many in today's world have allowed Satan to become the master? Over a little dance, over one little drink, over a bright green pasture out there. How many have sold themselves because they refuse to listen to the man of God who has a message from God given by the Holy Spirit by Jesus Christ himself? How many of today's world have allowed Satan to become the master? How many have sold out to Satan for just a few moments of pleasure? Isn't that what happened to Herod? Sold out to Satan when he should have been looking and trusting John who had sold himself out to the Lord Jesus Christ. You remember when Jesus came to John there at the Jordan River? John, I want you to baptize me. No, Lord, you, I need to be baptized of you. No, you baptize me to fulfill all righteousness. But what did John say when Jesus walked up? Behold the Lamb of God. John kept his dignity. And no doubt today he's having a marvelous time in heaven with that Savior, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. Here it is there in hell while all the rest of his buddies sitting around that table there at that party, but he's not enjoying himself. He's there crying because he needs one little drop of water. The flames are horrible here in this place. There's no escape. It will be for eternity. And folks, that's what's going to happen today. If folks do not turn to the Lord Jesus Christ and be like John the Baptist and say, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. You will spend eternity in Satan's hell burning forever and forever and forever simply because of a passing show. A moment of pleasure, a turning away of the drawing of the Holy Spirit to come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Public opinion ruled Herod's heart. Folks, don't let that happen to you. Don't let public opinion destroy your life, your witness, your testimony, your family, even yourself. Come to Jesus before it's everlasting too late. Turn to the book of James. Chapter 1, verses 13 to 16. 
The Bible says, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed then, <coughs> excuse me, then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. James gave the church a warning. A warning to all of us today, just as it was in that early church. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. Don't die the second death. Yes, this old body is going to lay down, be laid down one of these days. But the next death is so much worse. You will stand before the Lord Jesus Christ there at the great white throne judgment. And all that you've ever done, all that you've ever said and your rejection will be brought up. But you will have no lawyer. You will have no one to trick the Lord Jesus Christ or try to. But you will be sentenced to eternal, everlasting death in a place called hell. But you don't have to. You can be like John. You can say today, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto everlasting salvation. I'm offering you to that today. No, not me, but the Lord Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit is offering you everlasting life today. Will you take it? Will you say yes to the Lord Jesus Christ? Don't turn him away like Herod did, like Herodias did, like that daughter did, like so many people are doing today. Don't. Turn him away. Heaven is so much sweeter. We can't describe it down here. But Jesus is taking care of everything. And you know what? We're going to see him face to face. We'll have a renewed body. No aches, no pain. We'll have a renewed faith. Our faith may be waning. Well... Nothing really happening. We'll sell out to Jesus. Say yes to him. And watch what he can do in your life today. Father, thank you for your wonderful grace and your mercy. Thank you for the day that Jesus left heaven, came to this earth. Thank you for the day that he went to the cross and died for our salvation. And we thank you for the day that you saved me.
And all those folks who have been saved, I'm sure they're thanking you right now. But for those who have not, those who are lost, we pray that the Holy Spirit would bring them to you and that they would call out to you, confessing their sins before it's everlasting too late. Thank you for your love. And thank you for men like John the Baptist who stood even though it cost him his life. Thank you. And may your will be done. Will you bless all of those who are listening? Touch them in a very special way. Those that we need to pray for having problems, even death in their families, Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would work a mighty work in their hearts and lives. We ask this in Jesus Christ, your son's name. Amen. And amen. Thank you for listening. Please remember to drop a rating and subscribe to get our latest audio.